So it's good to back up and take stock sometimes. And what I wanted to do just for a little bit, and I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but I wanted to go around with a live mic, since we're not live streaming today, and go a little old school and give some of you an opportunity to share something that you've learned this year or something that God has grown you through this year or God has taught you this year and share it with everyone else. Now, here's the rule before we do this, because I see hands starting to go up. All right, pastor moment, okay? This is just to share one thing. I know everybody's got a testimony and everybody's got a story, but let's not go through 30 minutes of your life and then land on a praise Jesus, which is awesome. Praise Jesus for that. But we got to get out of here today too. All right, so let's be concise and give glory to God for what he taught you. Not, not the whole, not, you, you get what I'm saying? All right, everybody going to be okay with that? So if you start going down the rabbit hole and I snatch the mic away from you and say, praise God, you'll be okay with that? You know, you ever see those, uh, the older, like back in the day when they would give testimony time and they let somebody come up and they give the testimony, the pastor a lot of times would just hold the mic and wouldn't give it to anybody. And then if they went too long, he would just, in the middle of, like in the middle of a sentence, snatch it away and praise God for that and just move on and just totally leave them hanging and then they'd have to go sit back down or whatever. I'm not going to do that to you today. Um, but I wanted to give everyone an opportunity to share that might want to, because here's what I know. We're all growing. We've all been through some stuff and maybe something that God has shown you this year can benefit somebody else that's here today. Amen. Or somebody that'll be listening to the podcast later on this week. So uh, we only have time for a few. So let's, all right, Mr. Travis. I'll let you share. I got a microphone for you. Yeah, I'll even let you hold it. Uh-oh. All right, that's a lot of trust. <laughs> oh boy. No, I learned a lot of patience, and it's okay, man, to be yourself. No matter what anybody thinks, just be happy with who you are and be yourself. Yeah. Praise God. That was awesome. So, a lot about patience, and that it's okay to be yourself. And let God use you as yourself. And then that was awesome. Just follow me around. And if we need to do that for anybody else, you just take it. You're a pro already. Anybody else want to share something? Uh, okay, little Hannah, bring it on, girl. Listen, do not embarrass me or your mom. No promises. Um, one, one thing God has taught me is it doesn't matter basically who you are as long as like basically it doesn't matter if you don't fit in at all it does not matter people can ch- try to change you but don't let them change you that's awesome yeah. Amen. Yeah. wow that's gold that is gold anybody else okay miss chelsea here we go been avoiding this for like six months and I can see on your face I don't know what you're talking about but that that you've been like trying to push me into to saying this <clears throat> all right so um for those of you who do not know um I had a revelation a couple years ago that um I really needed to be more involved in ministry and just really help people out Um, And so I kind of been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then finally, one day, you know, somebody decided to preach to me in the middle of service. And I was like, okay, fine. I get it. That's cool. That's cool. 
We already talked about this, but it's cool. I'll do it. So um, I became an ordained minister. And then when I had COVID, um, I decided that I needed to do something else with my life besides work for a paycheck and not serve others. So I became a certified master life coach. Um, so I can um, do religious and spiritual counseling. I can do um, Christian life coaching, um, if relationship counseling. So um, if anybody's interested, you just let me know. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I've been led to do. Thanks, pal. That's awesome. I love it. It's a big deal. Anytime somebody steps out into a new season that God's calling them into, that's a big deal. And uh, it's been fun wiggly, seeing you wiggle your way out of that little comfort zone and watching God use you. Anyone else want to share something? My man Jordan, right? All right, bro. Good morning, everyone. For those I haven't got around to yet, my name is Jordan, and this is my first time here. I uh, decided to stop by, I rode by, and I was like, huh, Eastgate, I'm going to check it out. So I'm happy to be here this morning. Um, but one thing that God has um, taught me that um, change isn't easy, but the process is worth it. The process of the change because of the outcome that um, through the molding process and the shaping and the um, refreshing that he takes you through. It's never easy to be refined, but the, um, the outcome is going to be beautiful. So I, um, I've loved the season that he's brought me through, and it's forever a journey with following God. So change is not easy, but the process is definitely worth it. Absolutely. That's a good word, man. Good word. <clears throat> I love it. Time for maybe one or two more. Anyone else? Mr. Griggs, we'll get you, and then, all right, we'll come back to you. But don't be upset if he grabs a mic from you, then and tells you to go. All right. You know, Chill was saying, made me think about it. I was, uh, the other day I was someplace, somebody was watching this really weird Korean show. <laughs> Just so happened to walk in and, like, on the screen was the subtitle, oddly worded because it was trying, trying to translate English from Korean. But the guy talking about how long it's been since he's done his writing, and I was like, it's coincidence or not? <laughs> That means uh, get get to the writing mark. Quit just talking about it. You know? Okay. So. Good deal. It's always good to use the gifts that you have and not let them get buried under. So, it's good. All right, lady. Do you want to hold it? Failure. Say what? Accepting failure. Praise God. <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, I tell you what. You got anything else, Rizek? That's a good statement, though. Learning, learning to uh, accept failure. You know, there's a, a big freedom that comes when you realize you don't have to be perfect. You just have to give God your best in every moment. And sometimes the best isn't enough, but that's why Jesus is there. Amen? So that's a big lesson. Big lesson. A lot of people get frustrated and feel like spiritual failures because they don't know how to process failure in their life. And I think we put too much weight on our shoulders. We do have work to do, but there's a reason why. Jesus did what he did. Anything else? Anybody? Huh? Okay. Last one. No pressure. Make it good. What's up, everybody? Hello. Okay. Standing yeah, in front of, right standing in front the, of the speaker. Um, 
So something that I really feel like God has um, changed in me and grown me in ways that I, (laughs) (sighs) you know, um, you know how diamonds are made, put under pressure. Yeah, that's basically what this last year and a little bit of the year before has done for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that we have such an amazing pastor and leadership team, um, we all hold each other accountable and we're also nerds and we talk too much, not about church things in our leadership meetings. So there's that. Um, But being able to have that relationship and form a bond you know, with the leadership in our church um, and being able to, um, like I said, form those relationships. You don't realize how, how much forming relationships with everybody in the body of Christ and even those that we are reaching, the impact that it makes just by being a genuine, open, loving human. And so one of the things that that God has um, grown me through is like, hey, you need to stop being so antisocial. Understand you're an introvert, and that's okay, because I made you. But I need you to be a little more extroverted. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I get kicked in the seat of my pants to do things. So... That's where I'm at. Why did you point at me when you said because. that? Because. What? Because <laughs> that's what you do. It's your job. Motivation. That's a- it's like, hey, this is for you. I need you to take care of this. Okay, I can't say no. You can't, you can't say no to this guy. So if you need ask your house Jeremy, clean, ask Tony. give me 50 bucks, and I'll ask her to do it, and then she'll go. Is that how? I feel like the only person... That could actually say no to you is your wife. You know what? You're accurate on that. Exactly. <clears throat> so, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. I think we could go around the room for the rest of our time here. And there wouldn't be anything wrong with that. I love, though, what everybody was saying, and it just goes to show you that we're all growing. God is teaching us individually. He's working on all of us individually. He is in the process of molding us and shaping us into who he wants us to be. And what we've learned all of last year, what God has done in our life all of last year has served the purpose of preparing us for moving into this new season of life. I like what you said about process and, and how one season prepares for the next, and that's what God is doing in us individually, constantly. And that's what he's doing in us as a church also. What we do with the time that God has given us is so important because I think time is probably the most valuable commodity any of us have. It's, it's the one thing that we can't really purchase. I mean, we're sitting here right now, and it's just going by. And we can't slow it down. These moments that we have, once they're gone, they're gone, and you can't go back and relive them. So you have to learn from them and apply them to today to maximize the time that is yet 
to come in the future. And that's why I wanted to share with you this patches of scripture from the Bible. If you've got your phones or your tablets or if you brought um, a Bible today, open up to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. We're not going to have scriptures on the screens like we normally do um, just so the media team can have the morning off just to be with family and, and rest. Guys, does it feel weird to have me talking and you not be back in the booth making sure everything's rocking and rolling back there? Yeah. Like it, it felt weird this week unplugging and not worrying about practices or who's where doing what and all of that stuff just to, to unwind a little bit and take a break. You know, it's okay to take Sabbaths in your life and rest. Oh, I'll say that again. It's okay to take a Sabbath in your life and rest every day. It really is. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, Ephesians 5, starting at verse 15, says this, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Now, I'm going to be Captain Obvious here and point this out. There's two different ways you can live your life. As an unwise person or as a wise person. And I think that's the thing going into Uh, just to take a little poetic license, that's really what it's going to boil down to. You're either going to live your life according to the Word of God or you're not. You're either going to be wise in your approach to life or you're not. And I think if we're all going to stand in front of God one day and be judged by the standard of His Word, it might be wise of us <clears throat> to start applying that stuff to our life today. So when we stand before Him then... We don't have a life full of regret, but we've got a life that at least to the best of our ability, we've operated in wisdom in and trying to apply the word of God and let him use our lives to make the most impact in this world as we possibly can. So live your life as wise, not as unwise. I'm just going to share with you. I'm not going to preach at you today or anything like that. I just, in your, I guess you're at tables and I'm standing in front of a table so we can pretend like we're all around a table, maybe in a kitchen or a living room and just having a discussion as we break down this passage of scripture this morning. It says, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You know, if the days were evil then, I can pretty much tell you they're definitely evil today. You know, you look at the world out there, it is, it is crazy. I just, I pray extra now um, because of the world I know my kids are going to have to grow up in and uh, for their strength and spiritual um, fortitude to be everything that it needs to be. It says, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You know, we all have opportunities in life. We've all got opportunities every day. Every day, we have the opportunity to maximize those opportunities. Some people do, and some people don't. It says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Interesting. You think about on all these people in Scripture, like when you, when you read through them, you realize we build these people in Scripture up to be something that a lot of times they're not. They're just average people. 
who did something for an extraordinary God. If they did anything that's to their credit, they were just obedient. If they did anything to their credit, it was just letting God use them in a moment of opportunity to make an impact in this world and in the world that they lived in at the time. You know, um, if you look at Abraham, he's a guy that stepped into an opportunity that was there and maximized it. If you look at Joshua, the battle of Jericho, he just did what God said and maximized the opportunity for victory that was there. If you look at David, all he did was step up when everybody else was running away. And he seized an opportunity to let God use him in a powerful way. And if you look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, the same thing is true. Even though we're talking about Jesus, he still had an opportunity in that moment because he was making a decision to follow through on what he was on this earth to do. And he prayed, what did he pray? Hey, if there's any other way to do this, let this cup pass from me. And he went back again and said, hey, Father, if there's any other way, and finally, he got the resolution in his spirit, and he said, okay, not my will, but yours be done. Even Jesus stepped into a moment of opportunity. Most of them come because of decisions. We choose to maximize the opportunities that we have. Everybody's got the opportunities to do something awesome for the kingdom of God. Listen, there is not one person in this room that is more special than another. Okay? I don't have a VIP status in the kingdom of God that you do not have. Okay? You have access to the same Holy Spirit that I have. You have access to the same word of God that I have. You have every gift, every fruit, all the, the miracle working, dead raising, blind eye opening power of God is just as much yours as it is mine. The difference is do we maximize the opportunities for God to use us. See what I'm saying? Now, opportunities exist only in the moment of the opportunity. And when it's gone, it's gone. Make sense? Look at the person next to you and say, when it's gone, it's gone. Because an opportunity only exists in the moment of the opportunity. I mean, think about this. Think, think about how different the Bible would have been if Abraham would have just said, you know what? God, that sounds awesome, but I'm real comfortable where I am. I don't want to leave what's familiar and go out into a land that you said you would show me after I started walking. That's a lot of trust. I mean, what if? What if? What if Joshua had gotten impatient and said, let's just draw our swords and try to take this place down ourselves? What if David hadn't stepped up? What if David had believed the negativity that his brothers were speaking over him before he went out to fight Goliath. You know, what if, what if Jesus said, you know what, this is going to hurt real bad. I'm not going to be about that. Um, let's just come up with a plan B. I think, you know, he didn't have to die on the cross for us. He chose to do that. You know, what, what would it have looked like? And I wonder if we look back over the landscape of our lives what our lives would look like if we had not maximized some of the opportunities that we had had. And I think that's why it's so important for us going forward into this next year is to make sure that we're making the most of every opportunity that we have 
to show the love of God, to, to lift up the name of Jesus, to show up when it counts, to be there, to carry the banner of the church and of Christ, that we make the most of these opportunities because what we do in those opportunities has a tremendous impact, not just in our lives, but in the lives of other people. Can you imagine if there's no David fighting Goliath? Lord, where are they going to teach in Sunday school? I mean, like 90% of Sunday school that I remember was David and Goliath and Jesus feeding, you know, the 5,000. Yeah, Moses and all of that. These guys that stepped up and did that. I think the, better, the bigger question is, if we don't maximize the opportunities that we have, what do we leave undone in the lives of others and in the landscape of eternity that could have been? You got to think across the path of history, probably somebody has not stepped up to do what God has called them to do. Probably a pastor has tapped out and taken the easy way out and done what the money people told him to do instead of stepping up and doing what God had put on his heart to do. Probably somewhere along the way, a volunteer thought, I'm tired, I don't need to do this anymore. Somebody else can step up into my place and make it happen. I don't have to give like God laid on my heart to give because somebody else is gonna make up the balance. Somewhere along the way, probably somebody has not seized the opportunity that we've had to do everything that God has called us to. And I wonder what kind of impact that's making on the world today. I want to challenge each and every one of you in the name of Jesus to make the most of every opportunity that you have in this upcoming year. Don't sit back on the sideline and let somebody else do it. You take responsibility for your calling and you take responsibility for your obedience to the word of God. And if nobody else does it, you seize the opportunities that are there in front of you as this year unfolds. Amen? And we've seen God do some amazing things this past year as a church. I mean, think about it. We have seen God do some amazing things. Fighting through the, the, the battle of the impact of COVID on our church. Oh, it's just crazy. It, your pastor and your staff probably still need about six months of vacation, I think, to, re, to recover from all of that stuff. Can I get an amen from the staff? Amen. See, y'all, see, y'all, 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 I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. It just, but, but we, we rose up, and what special to me is when I saw so many people shrinking back, we went forward. And it wasn't just us. A lot of other great churches did that too and stepped forward into the need and stepped forward into the opportunity of ministry and stepped forward into a little bit of risk to let God use us to make a huge impact in our community. Um, our prayer outreach on social media is still blowing up with opportunities to pray with our community every day. Yeah, we just had a winter wonderland last week after our Christmas, was a Christmas service last week, not amazing? It was awesome to see what God did. It was great to see our kids doing so. They did great. They did a great job. If you didn't see it, you should hop on and watch the live stream of last week's service. They captured it really well. Kids did a great job. 18 people gave their lives to Jesus last week. I'm going to say that one more time. 18 people gave their lives to Jesus last week. That's just awesome. And... We had over, over 1,000 people on campus after service for our Winter Wonderland outreach. Praise God for that. That's just amazing to see that. 
But moments like that don't happen if we don't step into the opportunity that's there because winter wonderland does not happen if we as a church don't volunteer to man the games and prepare the, prepare the areas and get the food ready and, and get the, the popcorn ready and all the stuff that we did and we, we were able to do it for free for the community because we rose up as a church and gave to it and made the most of the opportunity to impact lives. And things like that don't happen by accident. They happen because people step up and seize the opportunity. You'll, you'll pick up on this theme as the morning goes, you seize the opportunity to make it happen. And we've seen God do so much over this fall, launch seven new areas of ministry, and we've seen great outreaches happen. And somehow or another, God opened up a door for our church to be on the radio, which we never saw coming at all, but he gave us favor. And that's turned out to be a great partnership for us that's still producing fruit and will produce fruit into the next year. If you'd asked me in high school, if I ever thought that I would be on a radio sharing the gospel to everyone in the listening area, I would have said, who are you talking about? Who are you? And if you would have asked us if our church would have been on the radio at the beginning of last year, we would have said, wow, that, that would be awesome. We don't know where we're going to come up with the money for any of that. But I'm telling you, the opportunity was there, and we seized the opportunity because we stepped into it and didn't let us pass it by. And it's just amazing to see what God has done through it and what he's still producing from that whole relationship, that's going to grow into something a lot larger than I think any of us realize it's going to grow into. Um, the radio station has opened up a new hub in Macon, Georgia. So we're in the West Metro area, and we're in Macon, Georgia, in six cities around Macon, soon to be Augusta, and then to be Chicago and New York. And soon, and it's going to keep spreading. And, and it's cool to see the platform that God is giving us one step at a time. The key is we keep moving forward and seizing the opportunity. One person gave an amen to Jesus for that. Can we give God praise for the opportunities that he's given us? I love it. And this year, we're, we're seeing God open up uh, some tremendous doors. We've got a great outreach in the works. We've got a little Super Bowl party we're putting together in February of this year, and it's going to be a great outreach to the community. We're going to have fun as a church family too, but it's just another opportunity that's there for us to reach people. And I was given the opportunity to come, get this, the, the radio station is hosting, they've been working for the last few months, I didn't even find out about this until last week, to put together a huge New Year's Eve celebration, okay? And so they've been talking to um, county leadership and officials, and they're gonna be there. Local law enforcement and all that, they're gonna be there. They've talked to uh, groups in the community that are gonna be there. They've talked to a lot of local churches that are gonna be at this New Year celebration. The goal was to put together one of the biggest New Year celebrations in the county. That's what they wanna do. And they're encouraging churches to invite people with them that don't know Jesus so that we can bring in the new year with a harvest of souls. I think that's awesome. And here's what's, yeah, it's cool. And they called me and they said, hey, Pastor Josh, would you like to come preach at the New Year's celebration that we're having? And I said, yeah, Joker, you better be ready. We're going to come in prayed up and ready to see what God's going to do. So I, your pastor gets to go in and bring the word New Year's Eve at this celebration as part of what's happening. This is going to be amazing to see what God is going to do. He continues to open up doors and give us favor. And I've always said, whatever door God is opening up, we're going to walk through it. 
And if it means leaving a comfort zone, we're going to leave a comfort zone. You know what I mean? Because um, I just tell you, I'm excited about what God is doing in and through our church. You're all invited, by the way. New Year's Eve, if you don't have family plans or something going on, Rainfire Arena on Highway 5, that's where the station is based, and that's where we're all going to gather together and have a great New Year celebration. Bring somebody with you that needs to know some Jesus, and they're going to get some Jesus that night, I guarantee you. And uh, we'll see what the Lord does with it. It's going to be powerful. So, so many, so many things going on. And, but think about the personal opportunities that we have. That's church stuff. Think about personally this year. We're going to have opportunities to show the love of God to someone that may definitely need to see the love of God. Because the love of you is not enough to cover what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Those extra grace needed kind of people going to have opportunities to show the love of God to them. This year's going to bring opportunities to forgive people that need to be forgiven. Maybe for things that they haven't done yet. Maybe this year is the year that we finally leave the past in the past and move into the future that God is calling us to move into. Amen? A lot of opportunities to step out in obedience into areas of ministry that God is calling us into. Opportunities to witness and share our faith to other people. There are going to be opportunities all around us this year. And the question is, do we seize the opportunity and make the most of the opportunity? Or do we just go through life, living life, and just settling on existing when we can have God's best? And living down here when we can live up here. I don't know about you, but I want everything that God said I could have. And I want to be everything that God said I could be. And I want to be able to do everything that God said I could do. Life is too short. Life is too short to just let it pass you by. Got to make the most of the opportunities that we have. We'll have opportunities to be selfish or to be selfless. To, ser to serve other people or to sit in a place of pride and let other people serve us. Let me encourage you to make the most of the opportunities in the days and in the year coming up to make the most impact that we possibly can. Verse 17 in this passage of Scripture says, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. You ever think about it that way? That if you don't know what God's will for your life is, and you aren't lined up with that, then there's a high probability that your best effort outside of God's will is just foolishness and a waste of time. It says, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. I got a question for you. Are you living life or are you living God's will for your life? There's too many people that get up, drive to work, clock in, and spend their life getting a paycheck that everybody else said they were supposed to get, working a job that they're supposed to have, and have given no consideration to what the will and plan of God is for their lives. Are you just living life, or are you living God's will for your life? And there's a big difference. There is a huge difference. There's a major difference. A major difference. Life is too short just to live it. Make sure you're maximizing the opportunity to live the will of God for your life. I want to read this passage of Scripture over again. 
It says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. I want our church to be a church that's moving in step with God's will. For that to happen, that means that we as individuals have to be moving in step with what God's will is for us. Too many churches and too many places, the setup is this. The pastor stands up here and says, here's what the church is doing. We want you to come along with us. And that's never been our approach here at this church, not, not from day one. We've always said we're in this together. We're a family. We're a body of believers. And what we do, we do together. We are Eastgate Church. And if you're here as a guest here today, let me say it this way. We are part of the body of Christ together, together. There's no select groups. We're in this thing together. And it's incumbent upon us to maximize the opportunities that we have because the time is short. And I think if I had to pick a motto for myself or for this church or something that I would wish for you, it would be something like this, that we'd be able to say that the world will be different today because we serve Jesus. Oh, on cue. The altar music started playing as I said that. Can't beat that with a stick. It's just great. That the world would be different today because we served Jesus. It sounds better when I say it with the music playing, doesn't it? Kind of adds the vibe to it, just like that. Question for you, will the world be better today because you serve Jesus or tomorrow or the next? See, that's the beauty of it. Every day we get to wake up and decide if we're going to seize the opportunity, if we're gonna be the church that God has called us to be instead of talking about Man, I just, you ever seen people that seemed real content to just be mad at everything and to just gripe and complain about everything? And they would rather be known for what they were against instead of what they're for. I'm so sick and tired of that. I'm so sick and tired of, of, of especially church people being so loud about what they're against. How about we get loud about what we're for? How about we proclaim the love of Jesus? How about we reach the unreachable, that we take the gospel where nobody else is, that we seize the opportunities instead of talking about the glory days gone by, that we make the most of this life that we've had and just give up on all the negativity. My God, there is enough for us to do as a church just in this county to keep us all busy 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I'm telling you, as a church, let's step up and make the most of the opportunities. Amen? Amen. How many of you would say, Pastor Josh, I am believing God. I'm believing God for something in my life, new, maybe different, and better for this year coming up. How many of you would say that? Oh, yeah, me, absolutely. Absolutely. Probably should be our approach every day. Here's what I know, that he's able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, okay? But that's according to his power that's at work within us. 
as we step out in obedience. He blesses a life of obedience. I'm believing for God to do some powerful stuff. I've, if I, how many of you have a faith list that you operate on? Like you sit down, things that you're believing God for, things that God has spoken to you in times of prayer that you're writing down that haven't happened yet, but you're believing for that to happen. You guys, if you don't have something like that, let me encourage you. Hey, start today with that. Write it down and revisit it every day, praying over that, keeping it in front of you so that it keeps you on track so that you know what you're stepping out for, so that you know. Like, so when you have a bad day on Wednesday, you understand that that bad day on Wednesday is just part of the process. And God's using that Wednesday to get you ready for that someday that's on that list. You understand? So it's important for us to have those things to keep us grounded. I want to pray over you that we would be the people that sees the opportunities that God has given us. And I want to pray with you for God to open up the doors, everything that you're believing him for according to his will. Can we do that? Let's all stand as we get ready to pray. And we're going to close out this part of the service. Feel free to hang out, though, and get some more food. Don't feel like you have to rush out of here today. Good word. Good word. Good deal. Let me pray over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just come before you as your church, as your family. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us going into this new year would stop and reflect on what you've taught us in the year gone by. Lord, that we would apply those lessons to our life going forward so that we can maximize the opportunities that we have. Lord, we don't want to be like so many nameless, faceless people in history that had the opportunity to bring glory to your name but shrunk back from the opportunity for whatever reason. God, I pray that our hearts are to please you. Lord, that our hearts are to glorify you and that our hearts are to be obedient to you. And that we step into every opportunity, not waiting for somebody else, but we do our part. And if we all do our part, then something beautiful happens. You're able to do something more powerful through that unity and obedience than you ever could without it. Lord, I pray that we're those people that move forward, seizing the opportunities, Father. And Lord, for a lot of us, those opportunities that are out there are stepping stones to the promises that you've spoken over us and they're represented in this room today. So Lord, we all join together in faith. Father, we ask for this next year coming up, Lord, to be everything that you want it to be. And there's so many places people will be praying extraordinary prayers and saying this is going to be a year of blessing and this is going to be a year of prosperity and this is going to be a year of, of harvest and all of those things are possible and can very well be true, Lord. But we don't pray for that. What we pray for, Father, is for your perfect will to be done in our lives, Lord. Whatever that represents, Father, that we move step by step in obedience to you because we know that that is the only way to guarantee that what you have spoken over our lives will come to pass. And as we're obedient to you, Father, you're the one that opens the doors. You're the one that brings in provision. You're the one that rebukes the devourer. Lord, you're the one that makes it happen. So Lord, we stand in faith today and look forward to the fulfillment of your promise down the road, Lord. Father, we see it as already done. It's not one day or someday. Father, it's done. If you have spoken it, it is done. And I pray that all of us, all of us, 
all of us, Father, without exception, step into your promises for us this year to bring glory to you and to reach this world for Jesus. Lord, we give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Now.